Hello, and welcome to another episode of The Sensuous Sounds of InfoSec, where we discuss all things information, all things security, and all things information security. I'm Ben Maliso. And I'm Robin Cage. And Robin, welcome back to the podcast. Hey, Robin, let me ask you. If I was to tell you that this was a podcast of a different color, what would that mean to you? Um, I, it, uh, horses. Yes, it's all about horses. And in order to talk properly about horses, we have to bring back one of our favorite guests of all time who has some very crucial news for us. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome back Erica Murray, uh, America Amazing Murray, E-Money, our friend, and the owner of one of the coolest dogs in the world. How are you, Erica? I'm good. I was kind of hoping for a cool new radio name, like Sexy Horse Girl or something. <laughs> I was I was ready for my nickname, <laughs> but I've been well. great. I've been great. Then you got it. S-H-G. That's who you <laughs> are now. Outstanding. Thank you. Erica, you, you're here not to necessarily tell us how to secure a router or how to set the baseline of controls for a server. You're here to tell well, I find us that really about sexist that you don't <laughs> do that, but it's fine. <laughs> not what we expect from a horse girl. I mean, you have the most important news to share us. Something happened on May 7th? It did. So I was um, gifted some pants last year from uh, a very, very big time podcast. And they said, would you like to be sponsored? And I said, heck yeah. Then I had a mental breakdown, didn't ride for a year. And it was about a year later, which was May 7th. And I was Riding my second race of the day, and I saw those pants, and I said, hmm, yeah, I guess I'll wear them. And then I won my first race of the meet, so it was really great. Yeah. Listen, y'all, that means securitized pants were at the very lead of a horse race at Louisiana Downs, right? Yes. And we owe it all. And, and you said you just looked over at him and you said, maybe I'll wear. No, we owe all of our fame and glory, not only to Erica's amazing, amazing athleticism and professional capabilities, but to her ineptitude of handling dirty laundry. I mean, let's yeah. be honest, right? The only reason you went for our pants is they were the only clean ones on the pile. They were, that was it. I had two. I had set out two and I thought... There they are. And you know what? It's kind of a thing when you're when you're not on a winning streak, you change something. And I, I hadn't worn the pants yet. So now they're lucky. They're they're broken. And it's uh, SHG and the magic pants. The magic pants. <laughs> the magic pants. <laughs> yes. Um, um it was great though, because I actually I was watching the replay and in the win picture you can see the securitized on the side of the pants. And then when I'm breaking out the gates, you can see the little um badger. You can see the badger on the back? You can see the badger, yeah. You could see it, like, kind of from, from far. The, the camera quality's not great, but you could still... I knew it was the badger. So Everybody I knows cool. it's the badger. Yeah, it has but in the picture, it was very clear, like, the securitized. Yeah, I was... So cool. I was amazed. You sent us the picture within an hour of the end of the race, and to see the, the, the word right there was just... It, it's like you couldn't have posed it better. The, the photographer couldn't have been looking for our name in a more right. optimum way. 
No, it was perfect. And I actually had a few people at the track be like, what is a, what is, what's the securities? What does that mean? What is, what is that? But they're all country. So you can't blame them. But I was like, well, actually it's a uh, computer security. And I, I gave it the spiel. They're like, oh, so you're sponsored. I was like, yes, I am. $10,000 a month. If you'd like to join. Um, but yeah, I was, I was actually, i because I've never, y'all are the first people that I've done this for. And um, I was surprised at how, I mean, it came out clear. It's exactly what it was supposed to do. It came out clear. You could see it really good in the race. I like that one side, you could see the badger. And then in the other pictures, you could see the name. And that people, like, actually asked me about it. It was, like, cool. So. That is so awesome. That, and, it, and it drew attention. And, and, yeah. and you drew attention because you won. All right. Right. So there's a few questions we got to ask about this. Um, okay. you're, you're the first sexy horse girl we've ever sponsored and probably the last, I think, you know, exclusivity. Wow. Um, uh, I gotta ask how fast at your, at your highest speed during the race, how fast was our logo travel traveling? Well, they say racehorses can run about 45 miles an hour. That's okay. like top speed. I would say these are probably going about 40 though. Okay. I had to be honest. It was a, a maiden race. Uh, they were horses that had never won before, but this horse will probably get better, the one that I went on. So I would say about 40 miles an hour. Okay, now I love this. When you told me the name of the horse, I just about flipped. Tell tell our audience what that horse guilty, was named. Guilty as charged. Love it. For a security podcast, <laughs> I don't think there's anything better than exactly. that. Exactly. Right. Is, oh. That is just fucking phenomenal. All right, so you had a one horsepower vehicle that traveled 40 miles per hour. Right, that is, right. That's a lot of power. That's a lot of power. Uh, in the photo, I think just on the trailing edge, we can see another horse's snout, right? Barely. Yes. But you yes. were pretty clearly the winner. You were like almost a full horse length ahead, right? So I was... um coming into the turn i was sitting right off these two horses uh like the whole race so i was sitting about third and we went into the turn and i was moving up a little bit and i thought i think i think i have this and then when we hit the top of the lane the horse in front of me kind of he kind of drew off from me a little bit but then i got next to him and i got ahead of him a little but then he started to fight back and then there was another horse on my outside and they actually for a moment right before they caught me a little bit, but then mine just shot through, like, right at the end. Um, but I was screaming my head off, so I might have scared him. I don't know. Everybody around me was a little quiet. I was, I was like, come on, baby, let's go. And he, uh, he really, he dug in for me. So it was really exciting because also I've been working with that horse for, like, six months. And it's been just, like, we've had our ups and downs. Like I didn't get along with him for a whole month. There was like a month. I was like, I don't even want to gallop him in the morning. And then I came back to him. I was like, I love him again. And then I didn't like him again. And we came back together. And then this last month I was like, you know what? I think he's going to win. So it's nice to be right. This sounds like a <laughs> traditional relationship. I mean, yeah, exactly. It's great. I mean, it's, it's, a, it sounds about right for me. So <laughs> it felt comfortable. You knew he had the capability. Yeah, I really saw him turn around because they all they all have personalities and stuff, which I think we've talked about before. But uh, this past month, he just totally was enjoying training and bucking and squealing and playing every time we went out. And whereas before he would be like really nervous and kind of sweaty and washed out before we even got to the track. Um, 
and he just didn't seem to enjoy his job. But the last month or so, he's just really turned a corner and kind of got a hold of it. But he's he's very young. He's like no older than four. So he's he's got a long career ahead of him, hopefully. This was your first win of the season, the meet. The mm-hmm. meet. Uh, and his first win ever. Yeah, yeah, his first win ever. His owners have got to be happy with you. They were, yeah, they were really excited because I don't think we they had much faith in him. Uh, he'd run a couple times already and just didn't do anything. Uh, and so it's kind of, you get a little down when they don't perform like kind of any or at all. And he, he hadn't shown much. Uh, but like I said, he, he's a different horse now. He's totally like enjoying his job. And when he when he dug in that last little bit of the race, I was like, oh, my God, he knows what he's doing. Like, yes, great. Like, I've done my job. Yeah. I mean, there's sometimes I wrote a baby the other day at Fairgrounds toward the end of the meet. And she's she's really talented. And we ran second. And when I tell you, she was just like what are we doing out here? What is happening? Like she was looking around and I mean, she's just, I I was riding and riding and riding. She's like, Hey man, like, what are you doing? Like the whole time, every horse she saw, she was like, wow. I I mean, it was so distracting. So sometimes they can be like that. They just totally don't know their jobs yet. (laughs) Um, on the previous races that this horse had been in, had you been the rider or was no, no. First time I rode him in competition. Yes. Yeah. Uh, is it is it gauche to ask what the purse was for the owners? What did they win for the horse winning? Uh, <laughs> I actually can look. I can look that up. Um, okay. All right. I do not know. I was just really excited. I knew it was a. You don't it care. It's not. That's race. not your motivation. Is I know what kind of races the horses go into, but I tend, like, I'll know if they're made and made in claiming allowance, stuff like that. But I tend to not pay too much attention to the purses because I find when you're caught up on that, you're probably not really enjoying it. Like, when there was times where I was like, I only made this much money this week, that's when I really wasn't enjoying riding. But when, I, when I'm when i not looking, it's kind of better for me. Uh, and then I'm also probably... Uh, struggling to make rent during those times. So. <laughs> All right. So then, so then the second gauche question is how much do you win for winning? Well, I will win. So the person that y'all see, like I'll win about 7% of that in total. Once I've paid everybody and once I've paid, like I have two employees. That's the net. You have yeah, to pay your yeah. agent so that's after everything. You have to, okay. But you see on the form as a purse, I get about 7% if I win. And then I think for second, I don't know. I think it's about 5% maybe, maybe less, probably 3 or 4%, which can be okay sometimes. Like I, there was a trainer this morning I was talking to, and he was running in a $200,000 race at Oaklawn Park in Arkansas. And he was like, well, I ran fifth. And I was like, well, how much did you get for fifth? He was like $6,000. I was like, well, I would love to run fifth and get $6,000. I would not mind at all. <laughs> and, and how long does this race take? This is like what, like a four minute race or something or? Oh, less than that. I mean, my race, uh, I, I can actually tell you right now the time on my race and everything. It's, um, I mean, less than two minutes, even the long races. So let's say you do run in one of these $200,000 races and get six grand for fifth place. Six grand for two minutes worth of work. That That's more right. than I've ever been paid. 
That's, that's, that's yeah. That's when it's when it's when you're doing your best and you're happy and like you're winning races. You're like, oh man, yeah. Like I work like one minute and make all this money. But when you're when you're not winning, you're like, I've I've slaved all week and I make nothing. <laughs> like, uh. But also right now I'm I'm galloping horses. So usually like jockeys, uh, they like I'm doing like exercise rider stuff too because I I ride the entire barn for a trainer here. So it's good because I get compensated for like my morning work and stuff oh. uh, and i like being kind of i like staying in one barn because i like to be a part of like sometimes when you're a jockey you just you ride different horses all the time and you're working different horses and you don't get to be a part of their development and i really enjoy that like this horse like doing that and riding him for six months and struggling like this and then he wins like it just made it so much better to me that's the um, horse girl fantasy that's the farley moat that's exactly the, that's, yeah okay okay um, um so so when Sorry. you say one barn, is that just one owner with multiple horses? Uh, it's one trainer. One trainer. So he's, yeah. So uh, I ride, her name's Denise Schmidt. It's her and her partner. Uh, his name's Larry, but everybody calls him Deadeye. So it's D&D Racing Stables. Awesome. Um, yeah. So I ride for them and they have several different owners and those owners, like they might have one that has like three or four horses or one that just has one horse and then they have some of their own. So it's a, like right now, I think they have about 15 racehorses. So, so really tight knit community between you, a small number of owners, the trainers, the one training outfit and those horses. So you get to know absolutely. those horses and work with those horses. Right. And I, I do have some outside mounts. I'm just, in there than I have been in the past because I like I said I I enjoy it this way more and it's better for me whereas sometimes like when you're just riding a ton of horses and it, it can be like kind of exhausting mentally honestly uh well but, I gotta yeah. say I mean you know our our listeners can't obviously see this but you're glowing you're obviously happy you're Thank in your you. element it could be the shitty lighting the fluorescent right above you or something I don't know oh yeah I did my makeup like in this camera I did it I was like I don't want the mirror I want to know what it looked like in this camera but you you look fantastic you sound happy better than than you have in a, in a little while yeah um, really I mean my friends were worried <laughs> <laughs> that's what everybody's saying somebody actually this morning speaking of that was like you know you look like really good i'm like thank you and he's like yeah you look a lot better than you used to it's like oh okay thank you <laughs> yeah, i don't know what to me. say i'm like yeah. i've had work done thanks i don't know <laughs> um are you in more demand now when you win a race are you suddenly the bell of the ball and all the other trainers and all the other owners want to come and and get a piece yeah of it kind of carries like that it's not i'm like i'm not out there as much as other jockeys well i'm i'm at the track i just meant like my name and stuff because most people don't think i'm really riding for everyone but i'm i'm pretty open to like mounts and stuff if if i want to ride them like I said, I'm just being a little pickier, but yeah, I've noticed a little bit of people being like, oh, like you like kind of ride good now. I'm like, <laughs> I'm riding good. Uh, but, but I haven't been here. I mean, I wasn't here last summer and then the summer before I wasn't here either. So it's been, it's been a few years since I've been back here. Obviously your notoriety will start to climb as you're winning more and more races along with, right. the, with the pants. The pants' notoriety pants. will start to climb. The pants. So are you saying Sponsors? that she's 
She's going to be the notorious SHG. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. I've been thinking about what my rap name will be for a really long time. <laughs> and now set. I'm I'm just worried now that other owners are going to come along and try to buy the pants instead of trying to hire you. And, and, you know, I want to well, make sure that the pants stay with the rider. That's, that's okay, the important Okay, I thing. will do my best. They're going to be locked up. I'm going to make sure that nobody touches them. I'm going to bring them home after work. Uh, okay. Nobody else can touch the pants. Very good. Very good. I don't want any of that bad luck rubbing off on them. Uh, yeah, and I had other jockeys be like, what is that? And I'm like, oh, you didn't hear? I'm sponsored. <laughs> it's really given me a complex. <laughs> Badgers are all the thing, man. Haven't you heard? <laughs> right, right. And so I was like, what's that little bear on your pants? I was like, oh, <laughs> wouldn't you like to know? Um, uh, so I just had another question, but the bear on the pants is just cracking. Okay. <laughs> um, how many, how many races in a week and in a meet do you run over the course of a season? Well, it, it depends because of like, as you guys know, I've been injured a lot, but um, I've had meets where I've rode maybe like 150 or something like that. Right now I'm riding probably, I would say I'm probably, I rode about five horses last week, but I, I won one. So it, that's a really good percent because like the top jockeys in the country went at 13% ish. Wow. That's not much when you think about it. That's it's, a lot of work. Losing, you're losing almost 90% of the time. And an average good jockey, like just everyday successful jockey, 10%. So wow. struggling jockey, 8%. And it's that's that's a lot of losing on your mentality. But uh, I'll probably That's got a weigh on you. Which is why I don't mind like what I'm doing right now because I ride, I think, probably five this coming week. And like three of them are the favorites. So I have a lot better. I'd rather have a higher percent for me personally. And I know, I know every horse I ride this week and I enjoy that. And I enjoy knowing that that's most jockeys kind of, it's like, you got to get everything you can. You got to like really, you know, the grind never stops. I'm like, I'm, I don't want to grind. <laughs> like, I, All right. So, so you say you're going to ride three horses this week. But you also said that on May 7th, it was your second race of the day. Yes. Um, uh, so when you say you're going to ride three horses, does that mean you're racing three times? Yeah. So I'm okay. galloping and in the mornings, I'm getting on maybe eight every morning, sometimes 10. I've been really busy and that's, I'm only off on Wednesdays. So six days a week, I am getting on horses. Um Lucky for me, the trainer I ride for, uh, he's not, he's, he's kind of a fair weather trainer. So if it's drizzling, we kind of, we, we kind of cut it for the morning. We're like, all right, we'll, we'll try another day. So I'll get a day off in between sometimes, but, uh, there's no rain in the forecast. So I'm, I'm pretty much six days a week getting on horses every day, but then, okay. yeah. So racing wise. Okay. So it could be anywhere from three to 10 races during a week. Right. Or, I mean, I could have more. There's seven races a day, four days a week here. Wow. So there's the opportunity for me to do that. And I would, I, I would, I would take any business I can get. Like I say, like, I'm uh, like, I'm just being selective, but I'm not being picky. Like I want business just like everybody else. Now, when you say selective, you've told us before that your most important criteria is the cool name of a horse. Oh, absolutely. That trumps 
everything, <laughs> everything and anything. Um, but you also mentioned that the ones you've got coming up are the favorites. Now, also on May 7th of this year, there was some other lesser race going on in some other lesser state of the, the union. Um, mm. And in that particular race, it caught a lot of attention because the, the odds against that horse winning were so ridiculous. And evidently this horse was a late comer to the field, was, you know, was not, had no notoriety going into it. Evidently they, they didn't have a stable for the horse. It slept in the trailer overnight in the parking lot the night before or something like that. Had you heard any of this? When I tell you, I actually cried. I got emotional watching that race. It, it was really, I mean, as much as I want to joke that mine was more important, that was such a win for, this sounds corny, but it was such a win for horse racing and all of us working in this every day because that's, like, that derby is why I got into horse racing. Because even when I was 14, I was like, that's the thing in this business is, like, one race can change your whole life. Can change, horse. One horse can do it. And... It, it, it's for a little bit, which if you read any headlines about horse racing, there's a lot going on uh, in horse racing that's not great right now. Uh, there's a lot of talk about, like, you know, the, the bigger trainers keep getting bigger and these smaller trainers keep losing business. And, like, jockeys, it's a weird time because there's no middle ground, it seems like, anymore. Like, there was a lot more racetracks 20, 30 years ago, and now – you know, how do you jump from a really small level track to this big, huge circuit? There's no, there's, there's, it's hard to build up. So to see that and, and the guy, Sonny Leon, the jockey, I mean, such a nice, I mean, great guy. Just a guy who's worked so hard his whole life and is just, you know, just seems like your everyday, like successful, but everyday jockey, not like super like, oh, he's going to go whatever, but that's the thing. I don't know if I'm like articulating this right. That's the thing though, is like, we'd all do the same thing though. And if you ask jockeys who run the derby, they're like, it's a race. It's just a different <laughs> level. It's, it's just a race though. And, and it's just uh, a difference in money. So it was really, I mean, it was so awesome now, for me and all, all my friends in racing. Cause we were like, there's still hope. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta say, I mean, the, the most Robin and I know about horse racing is that we met you. I mean, that that's pretty Great. much all we knew about anything. Um, and as as a, a, a member of the public who, who is completely ignorant of that world, a story like that for PR value has got to be amazing because it injects the emotion into a sport that could otherwise be seen as kind of uh, exploitative of animals, both human and equine, because, you know, it's it's the gambling and it's the some of the, the unsavory aspects of it. But a story like that, I mean, it's it's straight out of, you know, all the horse books, all the horse movies. It it lends it that Hollywood America flavor that we all kind of love that underdog champion thing. And it, Absolutely. that's awesome. Yeah. And, and in every, every aspect, the horse itself, I mean, his story, he actually ran at fairgrounds in December. Oh, I didn't know that. Had you met the yeah, horse before? No, I, I had no idea. I mean, none of us did. All of us were like, oh my God, like he ran at fairgrounds. Uh, and the, the jockey, I mean, it's a guy from Ohio. He, he stays at the Ohio circuit and the trainer, 
like I saw somebody who said that like they had worked from at Balua Park, which is this really small track, and it just could not it, it could not have been better. And and, and the race like- itself, he rode such a and, and like I said, he rides in Ohio mostly, and people will say, oh, like, well, all the best jockeys are at the big track or in New York or Kentucky, and he rode such a awesome race. I mean, it was a beautiful ride, and it it was so good. It was great. And also, I want to notice that he had progressive on his pants, so sponsorships, <laughs> sponsorships work, please. <laughs> Now, I just want to point out, Progressive does not have a Badger. So I'm kind of wondering how he actually won. I'm wondering if he did something. Right. Yeah. What is yeah. Progressive's? Right. I mean, yeah. they're just, because he, he has Flo, that Progressive woman, just on the back of his pants. <laughs> like, I don't know. Um, but, yeah, yeah. That's, it, that's awesome. Right, what were the what were the odds on your horse? Uh, he paid, like, $25. So 25 to 1? He paid twenty five dollars, so I think he was like eleven or fifteen to one or something like that. I'm so bad at math. I'm yeah. sorry, I don't understand. But I no, no, that's that, that's still pretty amazing. And all right, yeah. Now, when you say uh, he ran a good race or you ran a good race, what distinguishes running a good race from not? I mean, it, there's a lot of people who would say you're just baggage. You're just strapped to the horse. The horse <laughs> is running a good race. What makes a jockey right. run a good race? Well, I always like to think for the average amount of time, like it's about 80-30. No, I, that was bad too, 80-20. <laughs> so 80, 80% horse, 20% jockey. But a good or great jockeys, I'd say it's 70% horse, 30% jockey, because I feel like a great jockey, they're more of the difference. Like that's the thing. Like, And so 20% and 30%, they're not much, but – they could be the difference in winning or losing. So a a good jockey, a good jockey is a good passenger, really. Like, so if you don't get in their way, if you just let them run a clear race and you keep them in a clear path, you've done a good job. Um, jockey will make a move that maybe like, like Sonny did in that race. You know, he made a move where he, there's a really famous picture now of him like pulling him to the outside. And you can see uh, his horse is totally turned sideways almost because uh, he was pulling him over. But if he wouldn't have made that move, he would have gotten stuck in traffic and probably lost. So, so your uh, job, that's the you, difference. You are the fins on the rocket. The jockey is the one. Absolutely. The horse has got all the thrust. You just give them a little vector. You're just guiding them through where to go right. and how to well, best use their power. On good horses, yes. But <laughs> sometimes, sometimes there's a lot of encouraging in there. I mean, I've had some horses. I had to start riding five-eighths of a mile before we got to the wire and we won but my legs were shaking toward the end because I was so tired from I mean just picking them up and riding them and, and, and encouraging them that whole way or on the other hand you have some horses like I and I think I've discussed this with y'all how racehorses they lean on the bit really hard and no. you're holding them well like that's why we ride so high because racehorses they're physically pulling on the bit like I don't know how many pounds of pressure it probably is but it's probably over well over 50 like that they're pushing and putting all their bit when they run and some horses like don't that at all like they don't like to be touched like they're very soft in their mouth they might have like a breathing problem and i think i'm 
pretty good at that because like I'm really soft in my hands and I get along with horses that might be really weird or funny about their mouths. Uh, so that can make a difference too, because if you do something they don't like, it could ruin their whole race. Cause some yeah. of them are like that. I mean, I had a horse, something made her mad while she was walking up to a race. She didn't run good that day. She just was like, eh, done. <laughs> that was it. And she, she was really emotional like that. Uh, how do they feel the change in pressure if all of their weight is on the bit? How much force can you exert to actually guide them? How, how does that well, work? Not all. They're they're pushing a lot on it, but I don't know if all their all their weight physically is like pushing well, onto I, this bit. Um, but that's why we ride so high. That's why we ride with like our butts up in the air because we are. It gives us the leverage to pull um, physically. Because if you're sitting down, you don't have that. So. I see. Okay, so then yes. you can choke up further on the reins when you're crouching, and then you lean right. back. Right, and then I can use all yeah. my all my weight to lean back into it. Um, That's fascinating. Yeah, yeah, which awesome. a lot of people just think it's like aerodynamics, too, which it is. It, that has a big part, but really, they are so strong that that's, like, what it takes to hold them. Wow. I had no idea. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. It's, this is all fascinating because it's all, you know, opaque to us. Um, well, yeah. <laughs> um, in terms of, okay, weight, that is a huge deal. You are a slight person. You, most jockeys are, right? Yes. Is there a way in, I think I've seen this again in movies and in photographs, where you have to weigh in with your tack, and if you don't weigh a certain amount, they give you, they put weight on you? Do you have to wear a weight belt or something? You have to make the weight. That's like Over whether or it's under. you. Yeah, you have to make the weight. It doesn't. You cannot be under, and you cannot be over because, like, that's either way you're deceiving the betting public. Because, uh, like, less weight could be seen as an advantage, and more weight could be seen as a disadvantage. Obviously, now there is times like I think you can be. Don't quote me on this, but like, you never really want to be more than two pounds over. You don't want to be any weight over ever, but. If you're more than like two pounds over, you can be like penalized or taken off of a mount actually, but you have to let them know that before. So like, say my weights, I'm in at 120 and I can't make that. I gotta do 122. I have to come in early and say like, I can't make that weight. I'm two pounds over. And they'll announce it before the race, like in front of everyone. They'll say they'll say it like, as they're calling out the race, they'll be like, there's a change in the second race. Like number six is two pounds over. So that's, that's, humiliating. that's very shameful. I mean, this yeah. has got to be like an industry full of bulimia. I mean, right? right. Oh, absolutely. I actually, um, I've, I've talked about this a lot with other people. It's really like the health of jockeys for a really long time hasn't been prioritized because these, like, especially older riders, I mean, were encouraged to be bulimic and to push themselves like that. And they were given no healthy advice on how to do it. And I do know a lot of riders who do it like by just not eating a lot and eating healthy and working out a lot. But so many of them have fallen into that like trap and unhealthiness. And it's it's really awful, <laughs> honestly. Um, but if you're underweight, on the other hand, they have like weighted saddle pads that you put on the horse. Okay. Or your saddle, you can put lead in your saddle. It's like scuba. In order to maintain buoyancy, you get they put weight on you, and you. I mean, it's a it's a weird sport where they can actually add weight to you. Right. I've never scuba dived though. So. Oh, it's awesome. 
I'm going to have to try it. Well, all right, we'll take you, but not the horse. Yeah, <laughs> okay. The horse is well, just our swim. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Very good. What, what do you want to ask? I don't know. I've, I've been just, uh, I'm here, by the way. <laughs> ben, Ben's the good talker. He asks the good questions. I just listen. Well, I was so fascinated. <laughs> when, when you... You called me soon after the race and let us know. I couldn't believe it at first. That was just. I, I was at work and I got this photo. I was like, oh, my gosh. Our Yay. Won. Our, our jockey won the race. And they're <laughs> like, what are you talking about? Our won the race. <laughs> our badger won like, the race. Our magic pants. <laughs> um, yeah, that was that was awesome. I, uh, you said you saw the replay. I got to I gotta say. I was pretty surprised when I started searching the internet for results. Nothing was coming up right away. It was like there was this huge delay. Is that by design so that all of the authorized and licensed feeds get that data first and they're allowed to disseminate it first? Or is it just because nobody wants to compete with the big betting houses who have captured that data and why give it away for free? Do you Possibly. Hypers Racing is just that not up to date on like the internet. Uh, I've really been outspoken about this. I think things like that like should immediately be just out in the public, you know, because they're, they're official results. Like everything's official. It's not like some secret of what right. what, yeah. what happened. It's going to be public knowledge, um, right? Which they're on. Uh, they're, all the results are on Equibase.com, and I'm sure there's other sites, but that's the most reliable, and that's the one I use for all my replays and results. But yeah, I wish I, I really have like I wish horse racing would take it a next level for that because. I feel like we're lacking. So, so two things I want to add to that. So first of all, we can go see your replay at Equibase if we create Equibase.com. Also, I'm not sure if they still do this, but Louisiana Downs, Louisiana Downs came under new management, but they used to have the replays up on their website. I looked so. on their website and they have a space okay. for videos and it's blank. So yeah. Um, okay. We're, we're going to check Equibase. We want to see the ride. The second okay. thing is, you talk about you want to bring it into the next century, and I'm worried about weight, but I know some nerds who want to put a web server on you <laughs> so that Why? we can actually broadcast a network while you're riding and so that we can demonstrate uh, good IT security and that we can get everything uh, certified to the best standards, and that you could be the fastest network in the world for two minutes. Did you did you call them IT nerds? You, that was yes. from you. you yeah. Okay, yeah. IT nerds. I would like to speak with you. Um, <laughs> I didn't send them, but yes, please put all the logos on me. I would love that. And I actually like. Uh, I'm kind of like when people ask me, I'm like, well, it's actually uh, cybersecurity, and they're like, oh. Damn, she's like fancy. Yeah. yeah. Uh -huh. Thank you. This is this is next level. I'm living in 2023, okay? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know that works both ways. Because people look at us and they go, wait, you're you're sponsoring a racehorse rider? Like, yeah. 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 That's, that's just what we do. That's what we do. That's just our <laughs> thing. Now, speaking to them, uh, sponsors, future sponsors, now's prime time because there's so much attention on horse racing right now. This is Honestly, this has been great, and we're about to have the Preakness and the Belmont, and 
they actually said that this was the most watched event since the Super Bowl. So Whoa. it's really good. It's it's really hopefully some positive shift in the industry. I'm hoping, but also I myself can be a positive shift with your brand on my body, please. <laughs> so outstanding. Well, we wish nothing but the very best for you. We want many, many more wins for you, for your stable, for your pants. For the and, pants. Uh, yes, yes. And and we're hoping that this continues and that you'll come back on the show again and we'll talk more about this. Great. I, I can't wait. And uh, I can't wait to have other sponsors too after going <laughs> there again. So hope it works out. Outstanding. Uh, anything you want to add? Any any branding? Any upcoming events? Anything? Uh, I think a like jingle, this? a jingle for y'all's brand. I think it should be the voice of it, or we should harmonize all three of us together. Can you sing? Gosh. I can't sing for shit. No, no. I was hoping one of you would take the lead. <laughs> uh, we're we're uh, no, we're we're tone deaf. No. <laughs> okay. Um, perfect. Music we'll, is get some, we'll get some really really awful auto tune. Like, That's what and, I was gonna say. Yeah. Is let's get you auto tuned into the jingle. All right, we'll find someone with some musical chops. All right, uh, auto tune sponsor nerds. Let's let's get in here. Let's, let's bring them in. <laughs> Well, thank you once again, Erica. We we can't thank you enough for everything you are and everything you do. Um, until next week, I'm Ben Maliso. And I'm Robin Cade. Come see us again for another episode of The Sensuous Sounds of InfoSec. <laughs>